It's Hartford Hustle, conversation with and about the people making Hartford happen, iteration 0.9.2. Joining the conversation, Joe Dickerson, creator, inspired adventurist. I live in West Hartford. I live across the line. I live right, essentially right across the line on Choice Street. Mm-hmm. It's a nice neighborhood. It's a, a it's like comfortable, friendly, um, actually fairly diverse little section of West Hartford where I live. Um, families that have been there for 20 plus years and know everyone on the street and, uh, and are friendly and welcoming. Um, it's been great. It's actually a really nice, nice area. Is that single family? Single family, well, mm, no, no, mostly it's, um, there are a few houses that are single family homes, but then most of them are um, multi-level mm-hmm. kind of duplexes. Right. Um, so my house is a, um, I'm on the second floor. Um, the landlord's family actually lives on the first floor. And then most of the houses are some combination of that, at least in that four or five houses right around me but then up and down the street they're mostly what single you know single occupant um, or single family homes but nice nice you know nothing crazy ostentatious just blue collar simple homes that you know people have invested in over time a couple of like mid-30s mid-40s professionals um, live in the area as well Um, and you know we're right down the street from plan b so that's my you know my little neighborhood pub uh, so I get to hang out there and, and enjoy their food too. So, uh, cool. Yeah. So now you you were originally from. Uh, so I was originally from Washington State. Well, originally from Georgia. I was born in Georgia, but I lived there for two years. Uh, my dad was in the army. He was a airborne ranger, and so we moved from uh, Georgia when he finished training, and we moved to Washington State for his first assignment. Um, first stationing and then uh, we stayed there um, and I essentially graduated from high school from there from Washington State then went to school uh, out here on the East Coast because both my dad's family is from the Hartford area um, Connecticut area and my mom's family is from Philadelphia um, so yeah that was kind of moved back this way then I visited Washington State but I haven't gone back to stay for any significant period of time. So where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to Swarthmore College, just outside of Philly, and uh, loved it, had a great, incredible experience. Uh, Was a really wonderful space for learning and developing friendships and relationships. Um, Really quality teachers that understand um, college and understand sort of the, the thinking processes and how to get people to think smart about college um, so I, I really appreciate that that academic experience for undergrad yeah I, I, yeah it was one of the f- probably most formative experiences uh, for me uh, and I learned a lot in that space of time yeah. Swarthmore is a good school yeah I loved it loved it you know I look at it and I'm like I probably wouldn't get in now <laughs> you know you know the business that I run uh, what it does I always talking about BC Co and what BC Co is up to and you know I'm also working you know BC Co is in a, a 
definitely socially, economically struggling and challenged neck of the woods. And um, many of our kids come from those backgrounds and that that's their experience. I never talk about our kids like, well, our kids being poor kids from the hood, you know, that's never how I talk about them. I talk about them from the perspective of, man, our kids are awesome and they have an incredible capacity for focus. And when we set them on a great task um, around working on their bike, I can see their skill sets and their mentality thrive. And I'm always amazed when people tell me about the issues that they may be having at school or at home. And I'm just like, wow, when I work with them in here, I get to see this whole other side of them uh, where they're just engaged and really focused on life. And it, it really excites me to give kids that platform to be able to see that side of themselves and for us to get to see that. And so that's where I always come at it from. It's like, here are the strengths of this group of people that I deal with or this place that I deal with. Um, and then here are our challenges. So go ahead and lay that one on me. Like it was a specific situation where you were doing this. Um, I think, you know, here, with BC Co, one of the things that was really great is uh, we, so we recently had these snowstorms and rainstorms and all this wet, cold weather that we've had going on. And we just started our seventh earn a bike cohort of youth. And we have generally probably about 16 kids that are really engaged and connected and coming on a regular basis, which is awesome. And I knew that something had really clicked when it was Tuesday. So we have class on Tuesday and Thursday from 5.30 to 7.30. And something really clicked for a number of kids when uh, with the, the election day, they didn't have school. And you know the weather was kind of yucky and it was a little cold out. And you know the shop opens at noon and I had four kids that showed up at 12:30, just to work on their bikes and I could hear their conversation in the back was like well yeah uh, it was just kind of cold and so we didn't really have anything else to do so we we're just like hey why don't we just go to BC Co and we'll just work on our bikes and I was like yes that is exactly the conversation that I want to have and uh, how I want kids to feel about this space and um, you know and they they were doing their brakes they were working on their hubs they were you know, taking tires off, putting tires on. And um, that for me is really exciting when I, when the space transitions from just being like, you know, this room filled with a bunch of bike parts to being a room filled with a bunch of youth and teens and community members that really value uh, the space and what, what they're able to do here um, for themselves and for their bikes. So that's, that's what I get excited about. It's great. Somebody walks through the door, yeah, because we're doing a live, work, love, hard for thing, mm -hmm. and we bring a bunch of people here who've never been here before, don't know anything about this, yeah, and you're gonna introduce them to it. Sure, I would say uh, Bicico is a community cooperative bike shop with members that is focused on the training and development of youth and adults around bicycle mechanic skills. We want people to get on bikes, we want people to love bikes, we want people to feel safe on bikes, and we want people to recognize that bikes are a valuable 
form of not only transportation, but also economic mobility. And our programs and the work that we do is all focused around teaching people the skills so that they feel comfortable, that they recognize that they can get around on their bike, and that they feel safe when they're riding their bike. And that's what we focus on each day um, at, here at BCCO. And you ride competitively. Yeah, so I, I, I ride, um, I do a lot of races. So I race locally, um, but then I'll also do some sort of more national level um, races as well. Uh, the National Ultra, Ultra Endurance Series, which is generally 100K or 100 mile mountain bike races, backcountry mountain bike races, usually one big loop in the woods. Um, some of them are multiple like 33 mile loops or something like that. Um, but they're, they're, they're fun. They're, they're pretty intense. Um, you know, you're generally out there, at least at my pace. I'm not one of the super ultra fastest people. Um, but, you know, I'm out there for anywhere from, you know, 9 to 12 hours. And, um, you know, pedaling and having lots of time to think and lots of time to adjust my, you know, to different creaks and pains that, that suddenly arise. Um, but then I also do a lot of um, bike packing trips, so um, non-competitive. At least at this point, I might try a bike packing race at some point in time in the next couple of years. Um, but they're, they're races where you carry all of your gear, all of your, um, or experiences where you carry all of your gear, all of your uh, food, water, um, and you plan out a route and you ride off, you camp. Then you ride to the next destination and camp and then, you know, however many days you want to string together. So it's bike touring in a way, but um, what I consider to be different about bike packing versus bike touring uh, is that bike packing is really, if you were to think about, you know, where would you go hiking? You would go hiking on a set of trails in the wilderness. Bike packing is that same experience. It's really taking your bike, um, particularly on single track and through the woods. Uh, to find kind of off the beaten path um, trails and ride those trails with your bike and your gear and then camp in those places. So how did you get into that? That's not something that, you know, that, that's, a, that's an interesting combination of things that not a lot of people put together. Yeah, um, I think, you know, it was, you know, I think sort of like riding your bike and being self-sufficient on a bike, that has an incredibly rich and long history. I think what, um, what has changed over the course of the past probably 10 years is the access that we have to, I think, A, better bikes that are more capable of riding certain types of terrain, particularly with a load of stuff on them, and lighter weight gear. So, you know, having having a bike um, having a bike with all of your gear that weighs 50 pounds or 45 pounds versus weighs 70 or 80 pounds is a humongous difference in where you can go and how fast you can get there um, and uh, you know some of the routes that I do even just here in the local area um, there's some pretty rocky sections and areas where you have to carry your bike down a narrow ravine and there's a cliff on the side and Having a lighter bike and able to get past that is a much more pleasant experience than if you have a really heavy bike or it's not balanced and weighed properly. 
Um, and so, you know, I think this whole like biking and camping thing for me, I actually had this vision for doing this for myself a long time ago. It was actually why I got into mountain biking in the first place. Um, I, back in, um, back growing up, I started fly fishing when I was probably about 10 and um, just fly fished a ton. I mean, in tied flies and, um, and then in college I taught fly fishing as a course um, for uh, during summer programs. And I just, I love, I love fly fishing, absolutely love it. And um, so my vision was like in college, I said, I'm going to buy a mountain bike and I'm going to take that mountain bike and use it to ride with my mountain biking and camping gear up into the mountains to get access to tr streams that are places that fish haven't seen a lot of people. So where the big dumb fish live, <laughs> that's where I want to go. <laughs> big dumb ones. And uh, so that's always been my vision is ride to that place. Now, in the meantime, once I got the bike, I found a hill and I found that I couldn't ride up that hill. And then suddenly my whole mentality was like, I gotta ride up this hill. And then it was like, I gotta ride up this hill faster. And then I gotta ride up the next hill and the next hill faster. So I kind of got away from the biking and uh, camping aspect for probably about 15 years. And now I've come back again, finally to saying, oh yeah, that's a great way to just spend time outdoors by myself or spend time outdoors um, even better with friends and inviting people to come along for those types of adventures. Cause I think we're all, um, motivated and we all have a desire for adventure i think in our kind of common every average day life and um, those adventure experiences are for me incredibly uh, restorative they um, you know i come out with a serious just buzz and just energized out of the experience um, regardless of however tired i am uh, and everyone who you know, comes on trips with me feels the same way. And so I get really excited about putting all of it together, leading it, helping people deal with logistics, helping myself figure those things out. Um, so I, I really get wrapped around that process. So have you ever considered doing this professionally? Yes, that, that, is, that is the big part of what uh, Inspired Adventurist is all about. Um, and, you know, so Inspired Adventurist really got started up probably about three Three years ago, I was um, leading um, some like gym and fitness classes. And actually, you know, honestly, like Inspired Adventures really came out of a, just honestly like a really difficult period of my life. Like I, um, I had moved up to Hartford initially to work at a um, school and I had moved up here to focus on growing a charter school program. And um, I was, you know, it was, a, it was a family school. A lot of my family members were involved and uh, there was just some improprieties that went on at the school, nothing that I knew about or had anything to do with, uh, but yet still had to deal with the consequences of. And so I really spent probably about a year after that just kind of searching for what the hell am I supposed to do next? And dealing, I think, with, you know, sort of like depression and, and um, all the things that you know you kind of figure out 
And I, at some point, really recognized I needed to, I needed to find an addiction. I need to be addicted to something. I was really fortunate that I could find my addiction on the bike. And I chose to channel that kind of addictiveness that I needed into health and fitness. Um, doesn't always work out that way for people. I was, I just, I thank God that that was how it worked out for me. And um, so in a lot of ways, you know, I credit the bike as being a part of my personal journey to, you know, full health, you know, not only physical, but also emotionally and spiritually. And, um, and so, you know, over the course of that period of time, I just started riding and riding and riding more and thinking more about how to share that experience with other people. Um, and then it really locked in when, you know, I was doing some gym classes, um, just that I had independently set up with a cycling club that I was a part of, Octagon Cycling Club in Bloomfield. And um, I was doing some life reflection and some life training courses. And one of the projects of the course was to interview people in your life doesn't matter whether you've known them for a long time, a short period of time, six months, a day, 10 years, your whole life. And so I started interviewing people and they were giving me feedback. And um, like probably like 70 to 5% of the people that I sat down with said to me, you know, you really like you're really fit, you really like planning, because I never know where, if I call you, where you're gonna be in the world or on some other continent, or you're gonna be doing some adventure thing, probably with a bike or hiking, or you're gonna be climbing a mountain. I don't know ever where you are, but I know you're gonna be there, you're gonna have it planned extremely well, and you're gonna be having a great time. I was like, oh, yeah. And they're like, you know, and if you could bottle that, that would be a really great business. I was like, Oh, yeah, it kind of would be. That's kind of, maybe that is what I'm doing. So then it became a matter of like, how do I package that in a way that makes sense to people to say, hey, this is what Inspired Adventures does. We help people fulfill on their bucket list adventures. Whatever those happen to be, whether that's, um, you know, climbing a mountain or that's taking a three-day bikepacking trip that's 90 miles through the central heart of Connecticut. Um, those, though, putting that package together in a way that I could understand for myself and a way that I could present to other people and that communicated the value of that experience um, and my experience in planning those types of events and putting together those types of experiences for people that connected and resonated. And so, um, so now, you know, Inspired Adventures has really been around for about three years and um, the engagement that people are that are people are having with it is is incredible and really uh, fun. People are recognizing, oh, cool! I could, yeah, the, I've had this, I've had this thing on my adventure bucket list. You know, this ride in Vietnam, or I've had uh, climbing this mountain on my bucket list, or going to um, the seven the seven chakra chakra centers um, around the world. Um, or 
uh, kayaking the seacoast of Maine. People have started to share those ideas with me and that's, that's their vision of adventure. And so then my job is to help them plan the logistics, plan the fitness that they need, you know, saying, okay, you're this fit now to do this trip successfully and to really thrive, not just survive the experience, you're, we should have you at this level of fitness and then developing a structured plan to get them there. Um, while at the same time helping them develop the skill sets that they need. So whether that's sea kayaking or um, understanding how to use your crampons uh, on, a, on a glacier. Um, I've done those things or I know people who are experts in those areas and can teach them. And so then my job is to really develop that whole, uh, what I would call kind of their, uh, their adventure team and help them get the skills that they need and the fitness and the um, gear lined up to go do it. That's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story okay we're going to pause here for a moment for a bit of context Colin McEnroe for those of you who don't know is a well-regarded newspaper columnist and broadcaster here a champion for this town and an inspiration for this podcast he's been known to say Hartford needs you New York City couldn't care less about you Hartford needs you and can use you in the best ways possible I asked Joe about this sentiment and this is what he said in response. I 100% agree. I, I think fundamentally what um, has been, I think, the, the value and what has been incredible about a place like Hartford is that uh, there, there is an opportunity for uh, you know, young people, for um, mid-level professionals that if they want to make a valuable and lasting contribution to a community and to really get to see their contribution um, matter and make a difference, I think Hartford is an incredible place to do that. Uh, the, um, you know, whereas, sure, if you go to New York, you know, you, you're going to be a, a raindrop in, in an ocean. Um, and that's fine, and you'll find lots of other raindrops, and you'll probably be able to find your little niche of people. Um, I think what I really value about Hartford is that you make uh, you make your investments, and you make your contributions of time, and you make your contributions of of effort around um, something that you care about, and you will see it pay back, uh, and you will see the growth of that, and you will see people's lives impacted by the work that you're doing um, and then you'll also not only see that person but you'll see the impact that they have on other people so it you can see the blossoming and the rippling of um, I'd say your splash uh, more so than in other places and uh, I, you know that's that's what's kept me passionate um, in particular about Hartford and um, you know has kept me engaged in and the work that I do with BC Co. and the impact that I see in the kids' lives that I work with here, uh, I just I'm I'm constantly brought back to how much I'm getting out of the work that I'm doing um, for you know the incredible amount of time that I put in, and yet I also really feel very much uh, like it's a very positive feedback loop. 
This is sort of asking the same question a little bit different way. Mm -hmm. And you've lived in D.C., you've lived in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Philly, Washington State, um, you know, close to Seattle, um, a lot of different places, yeah. Yeah, so, like, why Hartford? A a big part of Hartford for me is, is BC Cohen is the opportunity, you know, when when the BC Cohen opportunity floated across kind of my desk, hey, would you be interested in applying for this job to run this nonprofit community bike shop? I actually somewhat hesitated because I had been planning to make these series of investments in inspired adventurist and really getting that up and running and I could see a clear path ahead. And when the BC Co opportunity came up, I knew it was too cool and too incredible uh, of a thing to pass up. And, um, and it's proven that out without a shadow of a doubt. I think that here in Hartford, you know, we have some unique challenges in so far as, you know, being a community that's Hartford size and not having a bike shop. Um, yet with the number of people that use bikes as their primary form of transportation, there's a, there's a huge business case for that. Um, it, you have to be very nuanced in how you approach that business case but there's a very good business case for a bike shop in Hartford. Um, there's a very good business case for being a nonprofit recycling, you know, upcycling bike shop in Hartford um, and not being a traditional uh, bike shop that has, you know, the glitzy fancy bikes. That's it's not really what people need and it's not what's gonna be um, a profitable element of who we are in, in this environment. And so I think a big element of what makes Hartford special is if you're willing to look beyond your big glitzy cities and you're able to really kind of drill down into what are the communities, what are the, what are the needs in those communities, like how do I answer those questions about fulfilling the needs of those places? And then you start thinking about, well, what are the skill sets that I have and what do I really care about and what do I want to dedicate my time to? Uh, and then the rest kind of ends up working itself out. What's your horizon, planning horizon for Inspired Adventurist? Over the course of the next year, um, I've definitely got uh, a number of bicycle-related adventures planned. So I've got one that's coming up uh, in February in North Carolina. It's actually a trip that I did last year, and so I'm going to we're looking at probably having six or seven, maybe eight people, uh, and we're essentially going to be doing a fast, what I call a fast packing trip, um, in the sense that we're going to be doing probably 60 to um, 50 to 60 miles a day uh, through the mountains of western uh, North Carolina. And uh, then I'm going to do another uh, version of my Rad Rod ride that starts in Hartford and you fish for two hours in the morning, fish for two hours in the evening, and you ride your bike in between. And uh, I'm gonna do that on the summer solstice, which is also coincides with my birthday on the 21st of June. So that'll be a three-day, two-night um, excursion. And then there'll be uh, two more trips later in the fall, one up to Vermont, kind of doing a nice uh, loop that includes gastro pubs and um, breweries uh, as the whole focus of the loop. It's about a 250 mile loop. 
that's the whole purpose of it is to eat and drink and be merry. And then the last one would be uh, either down in Virginia or down in Georgia. I'm not entirely sure which one we'll go and do yet, um, but both are about 300 or 400 miles long, so five to 10 days long. Um, and so really, I think you know the, the future for Inspired Adventures is going to be a lot more thinking about um, not only adventure tours and adventure um, experiences with groups, um, but also increasing the um, exposure and connection to individual adventurers and helping people get out of uh, their typical box of what they know they are comfortable doing and helping them push their own boundaries around what an adventure could look like. Um, if they had a little bit different preparation, if they had a little bit uh, different gear, if they had a little bit different physical fitness, what could you accomplish? And um, starting to have that conversation in a very planned, um, intentional, capacity, mindful way uh, with people. And I think that when people see part of the adventures that I lead and go on for myself are that it introduces people to this whole other world of, oh, that looks really cool. Something about that speaks to me. Something about that really gets me excited. I don't it also scares me. Generally speaking, those things that scare you a little bit, that excite you, that like, oh my God, I don't know if I could ever do that. That's probably the thing that you should investigate. And um, that's what I'm excited about leading with people is helping people get out there on the skinny branches of their own life and start living out in that space. Because I think that's where life is exciting and fun. And that's where the adventure is like almost constantly evolving and um, so Inspired Adventurist is really about helping people get out on the skinny branches of their own life and figure out how far they can go and I'm also there to help catch people so that they don't just fall off the end of the tree <laughs> uh, and so yeah so I think that's the that's the future for Inspired Adventurist is leading more of those conversations and doing that on a um, regular basis. All right Joe Dickerson. Thanks. Appreciate yeah, thank it. you. Yeah. It was great, man.